Welcome to the New Stories Podcast. On this episode, SSFS lower, middle, and upper school students interview a teacher from their division. Up first, hear from our middle school community. Hi, my name is Charlotte. I'm a seventh grade student at Sandy Spring Friends School, and today I'm here to interview Kristen. Kristen, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Kristen McCarthy, and this is my ninth year here at Sandy Spring Friends School. Currently, I teach Spanish for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. In the past, at, at this school, I've taught English, and I've also taught French. But for the past two years or so, I've just been teaching Spanish. And then our first question is, what was your favorite school subject in middle school? And also, did you have a favorite teacher in middle school? It's so hard to think back to middle school. It's been a long time. But I would say my favorite subject was, I guess, English, because I always have liked reading and I've always had my nose in a book. Before we had devices, I would have a book when I was traveling in a car, traveling in public transportation, going over to a friend's house, I would bring a book. And so English was my favorite subject. And I didn't start taking Spanish until I was in high school. So I don't know if that would have been my favorite back in middle school, but I, I just didn't have it back then. As far as favorite teachers, I have to say, I, I can't think of, I did have a lower school, a third grade teacher that was a, a favorite of mine. Middle school, I had some good teachers, but I didn't have any that stuck out as my favorite. Not until high school, I would say. What's a challenge about teaching during COVID-19 that you didn't expect to be a challenge for you or something that you just weren't prepared for? Before we started teaching hybrid, so teaching at the school, but also teaching virtual. Some teachers that, that had already started teaching hybrid had warned us about certain things that would be difficult. And until we actually experienced it, I didn't really understand what they meant. And the simplest little things like writing on the board, everything takes planning ahead. So if we're doing a worksheet in class and afterwards we check it and normally we would write the answers on the board and students would take turns, go up to the board and, and each write one of the answers, but we can't do that. And then little things like, if I just wanna put the answers up on the board, I, I usually have to type it in the chat and write it on the board because anyone who's in the Zoom usually sees a glare on the board. Or I have to pull up a document and have the answers pre-written in there. So that's a challenge. Little things that, you know, with teaching you have to plan ahead a lot, but in this type of teaching environment, you have to plan for everything. Planning who gets to go to the Zoom zone each day. It looks very random and students are often disappointed, but there's actually this whole process of pulling names. And so again, a lot of planning aside from the lesson planning that I didn't usually have to do. And I would also say creating a lot of resources, resources that I've used in the past that I've been able to reuse just haven't been the best type of activity during virtual. And so I've had to recreate a bunch of resources and activities and, and all of that just takes a lot of time and it's worth it. I make these resources and then I think, this is something that I'll be able to use in the future, I hope. But yeah, a lot of planning. 
That's really interesting. So here's sort of a follow-up question. Are these things getting easier now that we're in hybrid learning, despite the fact that there's still some students on the Zoom at home? Some days I think that it's getting easier, but then other days, I think it's when I let my guard down and I think, oh, I'm building up a routine. Like I've done this enough times that this feels normal and this is easy and then something else changes. And it could be that a student, a student had to stay home for some reason. And so a student that I had planned to have in my classroom is now at home. And it can be a little thing, but little things like that, you plan, but then you have to, you have to adjust. So I would say just when I think there's something that has gotten easier, something, something changes. So you, you just always have to be flexible and you always have to adapt to the situation. I think that middle school is a time where a lot of students are starting to get really into sports and are going to lots and lots of sports practices and going to different hobbies and such. Do you think that these extracurricular activities are benefiting these students in their school life as well? Yes, extracurricular activities, so important because I think that's where students really get a chance to explore what their interests are. And sometimes we offer activities at school that, that students like to engage in, like sports or electives. And, and other times students do, you know, like dance class or they sign up for an art class outside of school for their spare time. But I think it's really important to encourage students to to explore these different hobbies, these different activities outside of school and, and really figure out what it is that they like. When I was in middle school, we didn't have any sports, we didn't have extracurriculars, and in a way, I kind of regret that. I wish that I had had those opportunities, but on the other hand, there were certain activities that I just explored on my own. I got into gymnastics, um, and I got into biking and certain things that even if I had gone to a school that had extracurriculars, I don't know that those would have been ones that were offered. So yes, very much encourage students to get involved, try all different things. A lot of times the stuff that you get really into in middle school, you think, ah, oh, I'll probably grow out of this. But the stuff that I was interested in middle school, gymnastics and biking and the outdoors are still my passions. And so these times right now, middle school, I think this is really a good time of discovery to, to see what is it that you like to spend your time doing? And when we can assign less homework so that you have more time to do that, I think that's good. I'm a proponent of that, less homework whenever possible. Here's sort of a general question. What's your favorite thing about Sandy Spring in general? And also what's your favorite thing about teaching at Sandy Spring? Good question that I hear frequently, and I, I try not to answer with this, but it's always what pops in my head first. Community, it's really such a great community. With me having been here nine years now, and, and I've been here long enough to know people that had been a part of this community for a while and have moved on, the ones that I'm still in contact with, just hearing how much they miss Sandy Spring Friends School and how much they miss the community. And even if they realized it at the time that, that they were leading something great afterwards, you know, they really feel that, that this was, this was a great group of people. This is a great place to work. I hope it's a great place to be a student. As far as why I like being a teacher here, I feel like the school does a really good job of recognizing that when you're a teacher, your learning hasn't stopped. You should, you should still be a student as much as possible. 
And so our school does a good job of encouraging the teachers to do professional development, encouraging the teachers to continue learning. And so since I've been a teacher here, I started studying French and I went to France and I, I took a class to improve my French. I got a chance to teach French and lead trips in France. And, and I, I think it's so important when teachers continue to be students in something because it helps you to understand the student point of view. And so sometimes when I'm a student of something and I'm listening to a teacher and I realize like, oh, that's a really good way of presenting information. And that's something that I can use in my classroom or maybe I don't like a certain way that they're presenting something. And I think, ooh, when I teach in my class, I should avoid doing that. I should do this. So yeah, our school does a good job of encouraging us to, to keep learning, keep being a student of something. And then what's something that you enjoy about teaching Spanish specifically? So what really made you choose to teach Spanish? I didn't know that I wanted to be a teacher when I was in college. I didn't study to be a teacher. I just studied the Spanish language. And when I started taking Spanish in high school, I really enjoyed it. So I've enjoyed it ever since I started learning it. And it, I've had some travel opportunities. I did study abroad in college and I did the Peace Corps for two and a half years in Paraguay. And these opportunities abroad and getting a chance to use my language, that's what I enjoy about Spanish. I, I enjoy the opportunity to put it into good use. And so when I can share my love of travel with students and share knowledge that I've gathered during my travels with students. I really enjoy that and I hope that that students enjoy that too. And I think a lot of times when a teacher is enthusiastic about something, students pick up on that. And so I try to bring into my classes the parts of the Spanish language that I'm enthusiastic about. And when I get a chance to travel with students, that makes me very happy. Unfortunately, this, this past, the, Maybe this coming summer would have been an international travel year. And I know there are a group of students, I think you're aware, that are very hopeful that international travel will happen again soon. And I am hopeful for that too, because where the language becomes meaningful. And so I, I, although I'm guarding my hopes, I'm not trying to be too excited that the international travel might happen next year, but I know that it will happen. You know, if it doesn't happen next summer, it'll happen the summer after that or the summer after that. And that's what I really enjoy about, about teaching Spanish. Because when you get to put to good use what you're learning in the classroom, it, it's just so much better, right? When you put that language learning into context and see interesting sites too. Well, that is all of my questions. So thank you for being willing to be interviewed today. Thank you for interviewing me. I, I really enjoy sharing some, some background knowledge about why I get into Spanish and why I enjoy teaching so much. Charlotte, I do have a question for you. Speaking of travel, and I know that you are hopeful of, of doing some international travel. If you could travel to any Spanish speaking country, where would you choose and why? Oh boy, um, I think that 
There's a lot of places that I'd like to go. I'd really like to go to Spain, I think, because my parents have both went there before I was born. And so I've seen lots of different photos of just absolutely incredible places. And I've been begging them to take me there for a very long time. Yeah, and we, we do a combined Spain and France trip sometimes. So possibly for our next trip, that would be where we would go. But yeah, Spain is beautiful. Great country. Good answer. Thank you for being willing to be interviewed today. Thank you for interviewing me. Up next, hear from our upper school community. Hello, my name is Alan. I'm a junior student at SSFS. And today I'm here with Leslie. Thank you for joining me today. Can you introduce yourself and like how many years have you been at SSFS and explain what grades and subjects you teach, please? Sure, Alan. It's really nice to see you. I miss seeing all my old students, so this is really fun for me. I'm Leslie McDonald. This is my second year at Sandy Spring, only two years here, and I teach in the math department. However, I have almost 40 years of teaching experience. So here at Sandy Spring, I've taught AP Statistics and I teach Pre-Calculus and Advanced Algebra too. Could you tell me what is something that you enjoy about teaching your subject area, please? I really do like math. You can have fun with the course. I can practice with the kids and we can do games and, and things that are engaging like that. We can, with the more advanced students, we can have some great discussions in AP Stats. I can relate it to everyday life. I like watching kids struggle with something complicated and then the aha moment when they figure it out. It's just something I enjoyed in high school and I enjoy teaching it. Well, pretty cool, yeah. I know that because I have the experience with you when I was in sophomore. So how do you keep your students motivated uh, throughout the course? Well, I want to relate what they're learning. And sometimes this is hard for courses like pre-calculus when they're learning the material so that they can take calculus. But I like to relate it to everyday life when I can. I like to make it fun and interesting. I like to hopefully use humor and not be boring. I do a lot of different things in one class instead of talk, 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 talk. Although sometimes I might have to do that every once in a while. Just motivated that they can see its relation, mass relation to everyday life. Got it, thank you. And in a challenging year, what would you say was your biggest success this year? Oh, making it through the year. Uh, I thought you might ask me something like that. I feel like I actually, even though it wasn't until February that I actually saw some students in person, I do feel like I know the kids to some extent. That was the biggest thing I was worried about. How can I get to know my students when a lot of the get to know you conversations happen before and after class and in little breaks. But I do feel like I have gotten to know the kids and that's important. That's a more important success than teach. And that, they've learned math, obviously, but that's a personal success for me that that I do feel like I know my students and, and that goes along with them learning. Got it. Thank you so much. And what was your favorite subject when you were in lower school, middle school, and upper school? I was kind of a nerdy kid. I loved everything. Math and English were my favorite subjects. I guess maybe science was my least favorite subject, but math and English, I, I love. I'm a big reader and of course I'm a, I'm a math nerd. 
<laughs> yeah, that makes sense totally. And so for this interview, I was able to select the teacher I wanted to interview. So if you could choose the teacher you had as a student to interview, who would you choose and why? Oh, that's an interesting question. So I feel like when I was in college, I was trying to decide if I wanted to teach math or English. And really, and I did, like I just told you, like I liked both subjects, but I had such engaging math teachers all through high school. They were all different and they're all great. They all four of them had put a lot of humor in the classroom. I guess I would interview my junior year trigonometry and advanced algebra teacher, but I really, I loved all four of them. And I think that's probably why I taught math. So any one of those four. <laughs> Got it. Thank you so much. So do you have any goals for your class that you would like to achieve in the following year or for this year? Well, I want them to stay interested, stay motivated, like math, not get frustrated by not being able to solve a problem because that's actually where most of the learning happens. So that, you know, just enjoy math. So many people start math, especially so many kids, ninth and 10th graders, they tend to say, oh, I'm bad at math or they're, they, they're good at math, but I wanna work on the kids that say, I'm bad at math, I can never do it because you got a lifetime ahead of you. And and I just wanna show that, you know, struggling is good. That's how you learn best. That's a great point. I hope I can join AP Stats for you next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be great. What is one of your most memorable teaching experiences? Well, I've taught a long time and I have funny things and, and meaningful things. You know, my first day of substitute teaching before I had a real job, somebody set a piece of paper on fire in the back of the room. So I will always remember, remember that. About two years ago, I was filling a prescription at a drugstore and the pharmacist said, oh, you taught me algebra one 15 years ago. So that was cool. But probably my most memorable experience was a whole year where I lived and taught in Ghana, um, West Africa. And so that was awesome because I got to teach in a completely different part of the world, but it made me realize that teenagers are pretty much the same no matter where you find them. And then all of the cultural learning I did, that was a great teaching experience. Wow, such a nice experience. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have any questions? <laughs> To, uh, sure, I would love to ask you some questions, Alan. How are you doing taking all of your classes at nighttime? How is that for you? So uh, at the beginning of school year, it's, uh, yeah, I have to say it's a big challenge since I have to you know, suffer the time difference and I have to go to bed maybe every day about like 1 a.m. And I think uh, for my grades, for my GPA, I think uh, I have done a great job so far. And especially I'm taking three APs, you know, AP US History, AP Calculus AB, and also the AP Physics. But luckily, all my teachers, they're kind, they're, you know, easy to deal with. And so I, I got a straight A from all of my class so far. Nice. And yeah, thank you for your teaching during sophomore. So I have a stronger, you know, math strength. And so I can handle the AP Calculus AB when, when Nancy is mentioning, do you remember this knowledge or this knowledge? I was like, of course, because Leslie is teaching me that. <laughs> and, That's yeah. good to know for both of us because um, we always hope that we prepare you for the next course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You think you will continue with math and science or do you just like everything like I did in high school? <laughs> yeah, for senior class, I'm planning to actually take AP Stats and AP Calculus at BC at the same time. So. I might just double my math for next year. And I might actually take AP competitive government from a history class, but otherwise I don't take any challenging class since it's 
you know, straight AP, that's enough for me. That's yeah. enough. And don't, don't forget that a class doesn't have to be called AP to be challenging and interesting. So I think you'll have a lot of good options and I know you'll do well in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah. Our last interview is from our lower school community. Hi, I'm Malcolm, and I'm in fourth grade. I'm going to be interviewing you today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. So can you introduce yourself? How many years have you been teaching at Sandy Spring Friends School? Name what grades and subjects you teach. My name is Kate, Kate Santraneos, and I have been here a long time. I'm, this is my 36th year and I have been teaching lower school art and it has gone this year it's K through five other years it's been K through six but this year we're K through five and I teach art and that's what I do. Okay what is something you enjoy about teaching this subject area? Hmm I love art and I love kids and I really like to show kids that there's so much to do and there's so many varieties of things you can do in art and that if they try, anybody can do it. You just have to try. How do you keep your students motivated to do their best they learn stuff? Well, I push and I shove a little bit by asking lots of questions and the most important thing I think is to show that there's a little bit of everything in art. You can have it be squishy, you can have it be messy, you can be neat, you can cut, you can glue, you can do clay, you can paint, you can mold metal. There's just lots and lots of things to do. And so that's exciting because everything is different every day. And I ask them only to try their best and that usually works. So in 2020 and 2021 they're challenging years and what would you say was your biggest success in these two years well it's certainly been a challenge and in art in particular because it involves a lot of hands-on things painting and clay and a lot of material you have to have a lot of paper and glue and scissors and pencils and markers and all kinds of different things it's very hard to do that online via Zoom. That's rather difficult. And different people at home have different supplies and different spaces to work. But I think that with a lot of everybody's help and with everybody working together, including the families and the kids, we've been able to make art come alive even on the computer because I really like to do hands-on art and not just digital art. Digital art is easy on a computer, but clay is not, or painting is not. And so um, trying to make it work has been a challenge, but hopefully has been a success as well. What is one of your most like memorable teaching experiences? Because I've been doing this a while, I have many, many, many but one that I always remember very specially is a young girl many years ago, 20 so years ago, she came into the art barn and said, I can't do art. 
can't do art. We can't color, can't draw, can't do clay, can't paint, can't, can't do art. And she at the time was in second grade and she just had somehow already decided that she couldn't do something and it made my heart cry. And I remember giving her lots of different things. Well, let's try paint, let's try drawing, let's try cutting, let's try coloring and gave her clay one day. A lot of kids really love clay and a lot of kids don't because they don't like getting their hands gooey. Well, this young girl, she sat there and she was very overwhelmed and she sat underneath the table, which is okay under the circumstances. And about 20 minutes later, she came out with this most beautiful bird. Didn't have any eyes, wings, feet, feathers. It was just the shape of a bird. And I have it in my closet still. So when I have a day when a kid says, I can't do it, I'll go get the bird. And I'll tell him the story about this little girl who said she couldn't do anything. And the bird is stunningly beautiful in its simplicity. So that's my story. I'll show you the bird one time. Next time we're in the art brand, okay, Malcolm? Okay. What was your favorite subject when you were in lower school, middle school, upper school? Well, that's a little hard for me because I did a lot of traveling when I was growing up. And I don't remember anything about lower school or middle school and really not much about high school either, except that I had one teacher in the 11th grade and then I had him again in the 12th grade. And he was very, very hard. He was very difficult and he pushed me and I was, mm, I don't wanna do that, but he pushed me and he taught me a lot. And I would love to have somebody like that again. That's the kind of teacher that taught me stuff. Was your first teaching year really scary and overwhelming? Absolutely still is every year it's a brand new start and i try to do my best and so every year when you're trying you try really hard to do it well and so every year it's a new start and you just work really hard to do the best and every group of kids are different and they need different things and the circumstances just as we know now with covid you know one day you wake up and you can't go to school anymore and everything's changed and so everything changes and so every year you have more knowledge on how to do things but you're still learning every day every day you're learning more and that's what's so cool about it the last question is do you have a favorite thing to do with your students and if so what is it favorite thing to do with my students oh my goodness that's a really hard one, Malcolm, because there's so many favorite things I have. I love to do art with my students and I love to have everybody discover that they can do it. That's the thing that gives me the most happiness is when they can figure out that they can do something. And so I work to find what they need, whether it's you know tactile and messy or neat and precise or pounding. You know, you ought to see and wait until we do metal and then you're pounding away different kinds of things, but I love to carve and I love to print and I love mosaic and I love clay and I love painting. So it's really hard to pick and choose. I love it all. Thank you for coming to the podcast. You're welcome. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. What is your favorite thing to do in school? 
you're in fourth grade besides art because i know art's going to be your answer <laughs> besides art what's your favorite thing what do you like about school i really enjoy i do enjoy learning and stuff but my favorite thing about school is probably the social aspect of it sure so the social aspect of it is your favorite part but you like learning things right right all right well i thank you very much for inviting me and i can't wait to see your bird thank you for coming on That's it for this week's episode of the News Stories Podcast. Thank you for listening.